Welcome back to Round 12, the podcast that will always be dedicated to growth, development, and motivational mastery. I am your host, Sensei Roger B. Hamilton. Thank you for joining us again today for another episode of the Round 12 podcast series. Let's go get it. Friendship. friendship really? If you look in Webster's Dictionary, it will tell you that the definition of friendship is a state of being friends, friendly relations or attachment to a person or between persons, affection arising from mutual esteem and goodwill, friendliness, amity, goodwill. While very direct and technical, that all sounds nice, But what does it really mean to have and be a friend? With all that in mind, let's just take a minute to explore the friendship relationship and its merits just a little bit. Now, friendship can be comprised of many, many various things, which can be different for different people. However, some things are universal. So out of the myriad descriptions we can offer, Let's just take 10 things, just for nothing. Just as a quick, handy, and welcome reminder that true friendship is a really cool thing. Number one, communication. 
talking and sharing your honest perspective, expressing your frustrations, digging down, being vulnerable, and also letting your tears flow, or being strong and leading from the front, genuinely listening and hearing and feeling and being present in the moment, acknowledging, confirming, trusting, and being trustworthy in all dialogue and exchange keeping what is sacred secure, and keeping what is important honored. Offering encouragement during challenging times, simple support, sometimes without saying a word. A phone call, a note, a card, a recognition, or an apology when you know you came out your mouth wrong. Or a positive thought expressed in relation to a loving memory. But notice, Sending a text message was intentionally not included in this list. Number two, support. How? Because you know the person and have considered their circumstances, you are pretty certain what to do and how to do it. And sometimes only you can do it. You arrive early and you stay late. You are patient and you are forgiving. You speak highly of them when they are not present, and you find the good in them, even when sometimes they have trouble seeing it in themselves. You ask them for more, to work harder, because you are willing and ready to give and work harder as well. You stand alongside them in the fight, and you take the blows with them, not because you have to, but because somehow they are an extension of you, so you handle it. You don't think about it, you just do it. Number three, advice. You offer it only when asked and not as a measure of superiority. You think before you open your mouth and you never race to speak just so you can talk. You strategically look for and find the most opportune time to plug in the best you have to offer at the time that's best to offer it. And when you mess it up and don't do it just right, you try again and consider the circumstance, as you are certain that your friendship is more than one event, one conversation, one challenge, or one victory. You know that the marathon continues and your running partner and you march on together. You ask questions to understand fully, and you confirm that very understanding so they can rest assured. You got their back. You got them covered. You are happy to help, and somehow, that's just enough. Number four, laughter. You realize and know from experience that laughter and humor and finding what's the funniest thing is the best medicine anyone can have. Sometimes you just act a fool, because you know it's safe to do it, and you especially know it's the best thing on the menu today. When you laugh from your heart in the company of your friend, it's contagious and you know it. So you laugh some more and whenever you feel it again, you do it just for nothing, just because. Because life is short and joy is elusive and friends are few and time is precious and passing. And you remind your friend to have fun and serve as the example of just how to do it because we know we teach best what we want to learn most. Number five honesty. The KISS principle applies when we keep it straight and simple. 
The best method of operation as it relates to those important few is being genuine, honest, straightforward, principled, conscious, conscientious, true, and all the way 100. Because only your friend can handle that, and only your people want that, and only your team is about that. Your facade gets dropped. Your intentions become purposeful. Your decisions are considerate. Your purpose is powerful. Your thirst for truth is never quenched, and you are just for real. That's all. Just for real. No bullshit. No chaser. Just straight down the middle like you should be for your friend. Number six, patience. Once you have made up your mind and seen your truth and put in your time and traveled the road, there is no need to rush or stress or strain or get tangled up in knots over what could be, should be, can be, or even can't be. You just take one step at a time and find your way. When you do that, your friend has a much better chance of doing exactly the same thing and may wind up teaching you a thing or two along the way. Pace, timing, balance, wisdom, and resilience all have their place in the spectrum of things now and things to come. Just pick one leg up, drop one leg down, and get there. Recognize where you are, who you are, who they are, and what the hell you're doing, and you can do some great stuff with and for yourself and for them, if you just pay attention to circumstances. The word tact is defined as the ability to appreciate the delicacy of a given situation and to do or say the most fitting thing. I love that word. It reminds me to look at each situation with the attention it deserves at the moment. Practice that madness, and you'll be surprised what comes from it. Number seven, balance. Being the student sometimes and being the teacher others. One thing about being a friend is that the relationship is moving and twisting and turning and swirling and hopefully on those very good days, growing. Like a hardy and nourished tree with limbs and branches and leaves and sometimes fruit. We learn to understand that we teach best by example and that there is no reasonable way, way around that fact. And sometimes we even teach our friends how to be friends or they teach us the same. Sometimes we learn from really great circumstances and other times because one of us screwed up. However, we have the ability when we get conscious to connect and communicate and inspire each other. I'm telling you, we can do that madness. It's not beyond us. Number eight, humility. We must always be perfectly clear about this fact, that humility does not mean by any means fragile or less important or secondary or unfit to be heard or respected or considered or loved. It's just a matter of not always screaming your thoughts over someone else's. In a way, it's just cooperation and sometimes waiting your turn. In addition, it does not mean being soft or quiet or even introverted. It just means keeping a sense of balance and relativity to it all. Friendship is confidence, but not arrogance. 
Arrogance is not transferable to bringing people together for working as a unit. When it's all about me, there is not much left for you. Humility helps you build more bridges between you and your friend than you build walls. Reciprocity and working together genuinely from both sides is a much more effective and welcoming proposition. Number nine, responsibility. Own it. Take responsibility for your part at all times, not like a burden, but a joy, a project, an art. Define your ambition so you have a vision of where you're going and what you want to achieve. Then welcome the discussion with your friend so you can collaborate and grow together. Your goals belong independently and collectively to each of you. When you work together, you inadvertently work toward those goals. And your knowledge of the mastermind principle reminds you that if you or your friend have no goals, set some. But your own identity and the work it takes to get your part of the job done is important to you, too. In addition to working hard, work smart. We don't always have to take the most difficult route as the way to go. Being intelligent and creative and strategic are important considerations as well. Think long term. Number 10. Don't just hang on to the drudge and drain and cold of winter in your friendship. Remember to celebrate the summer of it, too. Don't get hung up on any one event or circumstance. Win, lose, or draw. Learn from every event and move on with a sense of cooperation and gratitude that your friend and you are on the same journey. And when you're not, for any reason, you're willing to adjust and get back there. Because being in the moment and seeing it for what it is, is very important. And to take successive action toward either of your particular visions is a very powerful thing indeed. Just remember that friendship, like life, is a marathon, not a sprint. Enjoy your summertime. Drums, please! a bit of a break from the norm just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control it's cool to dance but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance give me a soft subtle mix and if it ain't broke then don't try to fix it and think of the summers of the past adjust the bass and let the alpine blast pop in my cd and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime Thank you for joining us again today for another episode of Round 12. May you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. May the worst days of your future be like the best days of your past. And may you continue to answer life's bell every time. Until we meet again, time!